Sergeant, did you go by Sergeant Perez or what do you go by? Uh, Sergeant Perez. Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? Perez. Uh, so it's like, it's Perez, but a lot of people would just say Perez, so Perez. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so it happened to me um, when I was at Latin. And I, I don't know. Yeah, of course, I'm from Puerto Rico, right? So I, I grew up speaking Spanish. I, I know <laughs> how to pronounce my name, right? But, but I, I go to San Antonio and they didn't like me saying Perez. Yeah, it's my my because I took my husband's last name and so his his parents will be like Perez and, and they're like it's Perez, but, <laughs> but that's how everyone in the military says it. So that's right. Yeah, um, that's how everyone does it, and that's how I, I like to say it because it's it's hard for me, anyways, to go to switch from Spanish to English. And I can't speak Spanish fluently. That's something I'm very ashamed of. <laughs> oh, but I, I understand it more than I speak it. So, but my in-laws, they speak Spanish. And it's funny trying to communicate to my mother-in-law when I can't speak Spanish. Um, do they try to try to talk to you in Spanish? Yeah, well, so she that's how she speaks in Spanish. And so when me and her, I have to go to my husband to translate. And she just laughs at me. <laughs> or I'll guess what she's saying and she laughs. I get it. <laughs> uh, does your family, uh, do they speak Spanish? They do. Um, when my grandpa was alive, they spoke it more. And then once he passed away, they kind of just stuck to English. So okay. we just all speak English. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So we, um, so here we're essentially just highlighting, uh, highlighting another airman. And another high performer here in the career field. So we've got Staff Sergeant Savannah Perez. And uh, she's up at Pickham right now. So how long have you been at Pickham? So I just got here um, at the end of February. Um, and then got here, checked in, did my um, house, house hunting days. Mm -hmm. And then I was there for maybe a week and we went into COVID. And so... We were teleworking most of the time after that, and so finally we're back. We're back to being in the office, and so. <laughs> yeah. So, well, semi-normal operations right now, right? Yes, sir. Um, same thing happened to me. So I, I recently PCS too. So I got here in March, right before the COVID nineteen situation. So we are. <laughs> somewhat starting to get back to normal but same thing yeah good all right so what we're gonna do is we're just gonna get into a little bit of background and we're gonna get to know a little bit more about stats how you're correct and somewhat of your journey you know into our career field and, and you making an impact um in our career field so Let's start with that. So let's just do a quick introduction. So just go ahead and uh, and tell us a little bit about about yourself. Okay. Um. So Sergeant Perez. I'm uh, from San Antonio. Um. I am married to my husband for four years now, and we have a daughter. She is nine months old. Um. She's a little baby. Um. We. Just got here in February, so we're excited to be here in Hawaii. And I don't know. I mean, 
I guess that's about it. Like, I don't know what else you want to know. <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's start with how do you like it there so far? Okay. Um, so I actually like it. Like the weather, it's like awesome. It feels good all the time. It's it's a little humid on some days, but most days it's like it just feels good. Uh, we haven't really been able to do much because of COVID and being on lockdown. So we were able to do like a hike. Um, we went to a couple, I think like three beaches now because there's so many beaches here. Um, my daughter loves the beach. So that's like the great thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's beautiful so far what we've seen. And we're excited to explore the other islands as well uh, as soon as COVID goes away. Okay, awesome. So are you supposed to be there uh, for three years, three, four years? Yeah. I believe four years i yeah i I'm, my deros is four years so i'm guessing four years okay great yeah, four years. that's awesome um, so hopefully once you know everything goes to back to normal for you then you can you know have time to actually take advantage yes sir and see everything i need to see today um how about some hobbies like what are some things that you like to do um some things i like to do <laughs> I like to watch Netflix. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I have a cricut cup machine, so we make shirts and stuff like that, and like decorate cups and stuff like that. So that's something I like to do. And we'll we'll paint and stuff. So we like to paint little things in Target. Um, I'm excited to be hiking. I want to make hiking a hobby because I love like outdoors. So as soon as going over, that will be definitely be a hobby of mine. Um, I want to say just that's about it. Just being with my daughter and watching her grow. It's another another mm -hmm. thing I love to do, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you Pretty watch on? Like, uh, what do you watch on Netflix? I don't want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> um, right now I was I was watching. I just finished the novela, so I'm trying to learn Spanish while watching okay. Spanish show. <laughs> So I was watching a novella, um, and then I've seen probably almost every other show on Netflix. And yeah, and that's because I went from maternity leave to COVID. So I had that all that time to kind of binge watch a lot of stuff. Do they have uh, novellas? Do they have English subtitles? Yeah, they have. The, yeah, that's how I was reading it. And then I would remember like some words. <laughs> so I'd be like, oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know everything about novelas, yeah. <laughs> I grew up with them for sure. Okay, so let's uh, let's get a little bit more in depth with um, uh, with Sergeant Perez here. So, uh, where are you originally from? Um, so I grew up in the south side of San Antonio. Um, so, um, born and raised in the south side, I have lived everywhere so i've lived in the west side the east side we moved around a lot when we were little so but mostly from the south side my grandma's house has been um she's lived there since my mom was like a teenager so the south side is what i know <laughs> okay and the south side because i live in san antonio but, um, for about four years so i was in Sixteen oh four, sixteen oh four in Potranco. I don't know. I don't think that's Southside. So Southside's more ninety, right? Like ninety. So yeah. So Southside is. I want to say um, when you're going off of thirty five and you're gonna exit ninety. So if you 
if that little thing there so if you keep going down 35 that's like when you hit the south side so it's like um south cross military drive pleasanton like all those streets are like south side <laughs> um, and well how was so growing up how was generally your relationship with your family um so i'm actually very very close to my family um we gotten closer as we got older, which is kind of weird. But yeah, so um, I grew up with my brother. So I lived with my mom. I moved in with my brother when I was 15 years old um, and with him and his family. And so I kind of was raised a little bit by him as well. Um, and then as I was getting older, um, I got closer to my other older brothers um, from my dad's side. And so now I'm just like close to all my family and so yeah so um what my family does is like almost every other weekend or every weekend they go to my grandma's house or my aunt's house and we'll play like um cards and bingo and stuff like that um and that's like a every friday saturday thing yeah so i'm very close to my family okay well that's awesome yeah that's really good um, <laughs> yeah being able to be in an environment where you're close and you're you know definitely doing activities together yeah, that's really good. And then what can you tell me from your middle school or high school experience there in San Antonio? <laughs> so, um, I mean, as far as middle school is, I played sports. I played uh, soccer and volleyball. Um, that's all I really remember from middle school, to be honest. It's been so long. Um, and then high school, I mean, I was kind of just... I was with my husband, so me and my husband are, we've been together since our freshman year. So, was with him, and then um, I go to the same high school that my aunts graduated from, my brothers graduated from, my niece graduated from, so it's like a family thing. So, my aunts still go to like the alumni games for volleyball, so we still go to that and stuff like that. My husband plays in the alumni basketball, so, um, but I mean, I didn't, I was in like the senior skit and stuff. When it came to senior year, I kind of did a little bit more, but the first three years, I kind of just worked on my, like worked on school and that was it, classes. Okay. And <laughs> you, uh, that is interesting. That is really interesting. Do you have the same teachers that your family? Uh, so, I don't know. Um, I knew the, the principal was new, so he had started with our year, so I don't think he, I don't think they had him, obviously, but I think maybe one or two teachers were probably them, but I don't, I don't recall. Okay. Yeah. They me, still go. <laughs> definitely. Elementary school, a lot of those teachers taught my family, and then middle yeah. school, a lot of those teachers taught my family, and then high school, same thing. I know my niece had a lot of my teachers, my old teachers, while she was there. She just graduated last year, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, it doesn't happen often, definitely. Mm -mm. Yeah. Interesting experience. They're like, oh yeah, I know everyone, you know. Like, yeah, oh. my, my friends that I have now, I've literally had them since elementary, middle school time frame. So. All right, so you are done with high school, right? And then how did you go straight to the Air Force after high school? Um, I went to Incarnate Word, 
the university in Carnivore. I went there for a year. I did I wanted to work more rather than go to school. Um, and so I started working more, just stopped going to school. And then one day, so it's kind of weird. So I guess not one day, but so I was at the rodeo one time and there was a concert going on and they were like, oh, whoever's in the service, please stand up the way they, the way they recognize them. And so I saw a lot of women stand up. And so I was like, oh, like, man, I respect them. Like, that's, that's amazing. And then maybe like a week or two later, I was like, I think I'm going to join the Air Force. <laughs> and then um, I had spoke to my brother about it and he's in the army. And he was like, well, you're not allowed to join any other branch. So if you want to join the military, it has to be the Air Force. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> so I went to recruiter's office and that's kind of how that started. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Have you, looked up, you essentially looked up to this or, or, or looked up to these women that were standing up. Yeah, I never, honestly, I never thought about the military or nothing until, I, like, they all stood up and I was like, wow, like, that's, that's amazing to see. It was mostly on Rose that I saw. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wow. And yeah. <laughs> that is an interesting story. So then, go recruiter. And at the, the recruiter's office, or during the recruitment process, did any jobs pop up or, or, or how that, how did that? Go about. So I wanted, I originally wanted um, aerospace medical because um, I want to be a nurse. Um, and so I originally wanted a medical job. And then one day he had texted me and this other person and he's like, hey, a spot opened up um, for basic on March. Like, who wants it? And so I was like, okay. <laughs> so I sent, I sent back and I ended up being the first one to text back. So he gave it to me. He's like, well, it's open general. He's like, but you do have a shot to get a, a medical job. So I was like, okay, I'll go. <laughs> so that's kind of how I start. I went in open general. Okay. So you you, you joined still not knowing whether or not, you know, if you're going to be a paralegal or not. Um, you go to basic training now. When you went to basic, was it in the new dorms or in the old it was in the, the new dorms. In the new dorms? What do you think about? Well, I'm not sure if you could, you know, have a point of reference <laughs> with what the older dorms looked like, but what was your what was your perception of it all? So our Airman's Week was actually in the old dorms, and I was very much appreciative of the new dorms that we were in. <laughs> so I was very glad to have been in the new dorms. Um, but yeah, so it, I think we were maybe the first flight or the second flight to be in the dorm that we had. So they were, they were really new. And you said this was in uh, 16? Yes, sir. Hmm. 14, 2014. Uh, 2016. Oh, 2016. So okay. It was March 2016. Okay, so basically train, do that. Um, did you find it easy? Did you find it hard? What did you think of the experience? Um, so in the beginning, obviously, I was like, what is going on? Like, what did I do? Um, and then uh, as it kind of went on, I met people and I was like, okay, I can do this. It's not as bad as it, as people made it seem. I thought it was fairly, like, uh, interesting and it wasn't hard. 
at all, honestly. The, the thing that I was more scared of was the test at the end. Um, so I was just like, I can't fail this test. So like, I would try to read like every every day. But that was the only thing really that scared me besides like the gas fever and stuff. But um, the yelling and stuff, it didn't scare me. My MTIs, the first week they were like yelling a lot. But after that, they kind of just explained to us like why they yell and like kind of how their, their thought process is. And it made it more understanding. And so it wasn't bad at all. I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> so. And what uh, what role did you have in basic training? Oh, um, I don't remember. I think that was just like dorm room, like to clean the dorm room. I think. Okay. I recall. Yeah. All right. Good. So, all right. So now let's move to that. You know, how do you obtain your your AFSC? So you still open general. Yes. And how? You know, what did the process look like as far as you becoming a paralegal? So I put paralegal on, and so they put us in a room and they gave us like a list of jobs that are opening are open, um, and you put them kind of like in the order that you want. Um, and so looking through that list, uh, I didn't want to be security forces, so I saw a paralegal. Uh, my mom is a paralegal, actually, um, in the civilian world, and so I was like, paralegal, I'm going to put that down. So I put paralegal down. Um, sure enough, I was called for an interview, um, and so I got the interview, and then I wasn't told that I had got the job or anything, and then my MTI is like, if you got the interview, you most likely got it, and so... I think they told us like a week or two before graduation, and then that's when I found out that I did get paralegal. Okay. What else did you put down uh, on the list? So I put aerospace medical. Um, that was available too. Yes, it was. Um, it that I put that one down. I put paralegal. Um, I don't recall what else I put down. Any other I, medical stuff? I think I put dental assistant but I think I had it last um but I think I put dental assistant and then I, I don't remember what else I put it but I know I put I think one of those three I know I had those two for sure but yeah <laughs> so what do you think one thing once they said all right you're gonna be a paralegal um I mean I to be honest I didn't know what to expect because I I knew my mom was a paralegal, but all I knew is that she worked for attorneys. That's all I knew. I didn't know anything else about it. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect. I knew that I would be working with attorneys. And yeah, so <laughs> that's, all, that's all I knew. Okay. All right, so let's move along to um, the tech school then. So um, you're still in BMT and they let you know, when do they tell you that you're going to Alabama? Uh, it was, I think, the week of graduation or the week before. It was, it was very late in the in basic when we found out. Um, and it was kind of, so after Airman's Week is when we would leave and stuff. And so I didn't, I honestly didn't even know where I was going until like, I figured out that out, Montgomery was outbound. Because I've never been anywhere outside of Texas, so I didn't know where I was really going. Okay. Did you um? Was it? Did you take it? Was it a plane? Did you? Did you take a plane or? Yeah. 
It was. So we took a plane uh, to Dallas and then we had a, a layover in Dallas to um, to Alabama. And that was actually my first time flying too. So really? It's kind of, yeah. It's kind of scary. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, so we'll get into how your, you know, what your first base was and everything like that. <laughs> it's all somewhat surreal. All right, so... Go to Alabama, go to tech school, you go into the Jack school, what what are you thinking? What's going through your mind? What (laughs) did you think of the Jack school and the training that you were getting there? So at the Jack school, I was actually like nervous because um, it was like so much information in like, um, like so little time and for me, when I was in college, I didn't study or anything. I mean, when I was in school, I never studied. Uh, so having that was like the time where I had to learn how to study. And so I was like trying to figure out how to study and then trying to memorize everything. And then I was just like, so it was like more pressure for me. But there was only uh, seven of us in my the non-prior service. There was only seven of us. And so we all kind of helped each other. We would all study together. Um, and then of course the non-priors, they had like a tutoring session with us like the day before the test. And so we'd study with them. And so, um, and then as far as the teaching, it was very slow paced. Like it was, it was a good like teaching pace for me to like kind of grasp the information. Um, and then, but oh, so overall, I, I think it was, I liked it. It was a very good school, so. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I made it through, right? So that's the best, the best part. <laughs> okay, so I, I kind of want to backtrack a little bit because, as far as your base choices, do you do that in basic or do you do that in text? Um, I think we did it in tech school. I think. I know when they were saying all of our bases that we were going to, um, our MTL was saying like everyone kind of got one on their their list, um, except for the lowest ranking. Um, he didn't get anything on his list, but as far as everyone else, they had got something on their list. So I'm thinking it was during Tefco that we did that, where we did our dream sheet, but I don't recall. What, so what did you remember what you put number one? Oh, I'm pretty sure I quit Hawaii to be honest. I, I think oh, I quit. I did. Yeah, I wanted to go overseas. Um, I know for sure the base that I did get was last, <laughs> and I had only put that because I was from there. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll get into that one. I was just curious to know whether or not like your your first choice was actually to go back home. No, <laughs> it was not. Okay, right. so I actually wanted to travel around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so then tech school, go to tech school. Um, you mentioned that it's somewhat of a challenging experience, but the pace of it was something that you could actually navigate and enjoy Jack's uh, path, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And then, so... They give you your first duty station, and that is 
Fort Sam Houston, huh? <laughs> How close is Fort Sam Houston from from your home, from, from your house? 15 minutes. 15 minutes? <laughs> it would take me 15 minutes to get to work. <laughs> what, did you really like, did you have, you know, like a house? Did you live with your, with your parents at the time? So I, we lived with my in-laws at the time. Um, and so when I told my husband, I was like, well, looks like we stay there still. Like we don't have to pack to move. <laughs> um, so we were living with them first and then we ended up getting our own apartment, um, which it was still 15 minutes. It was still on the South side. We stayed uh, next to the family. Um, and then as the years progressed, we had just bought a house uh, before coming here. <laughs> Still on the south side? Yes. <laughs> south side San Antonio for life then. <laughs> Alright, so had you been to Fort Sam Houston? I went for MEPS um, oh. and to take my ASVAB. So that was the two times that I was there. I figured that MEPS and um, and when you take the aspect that it would be a Lackland or uh, or Randolph, but Deport Sam. Huh. Mm -hmm. How about your recruiter? He was um, in the South Side as well. <laughs> he was across from I think kind of by South Park Mall, um, which is like military um, military off of thirty five, and so yeah, he was in the South Side, <laughs> so. <laughs> that is great. Um, so you are just I know Fort Sam wasn't it wasn't that far from the AT and T Center when this first when it first but Yeah, no, it's it's not far at all. It's no. maybe five minutes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um Are you a first I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, well, I'll, be, I'll be watching to see how they do and see if they make it to the playoffs. So. <laughs> I'm cheering for them for sure. Um, Alright, so Fort Sam, what do you think? Once you got in there, you went to the legal office, uh, what, do you, what, what did they have you doing first? So, I remember this because it was it's so funny thinking back now. But So I got in and I was given two proofs to do. <laughs> So as soon as I was like new, they're like, here, two proofs, uh, proof analysis, go ahead and do them. And I was like, uh, okay. And so I kind of learned how to do that. And so I remember that because I was just like, can't believe I did that as a airman basic. <laughs> so, and then, um, then, I mean, as the days went on, my loss at the time was just like, okay, let's sit down, let's kind of train, go through some stuff. <laughs> So that's kind of how it started. But I mean, as far as the people there, um, I was very, I was, I'm very grateful that they were my leadership at the time because they were, they felt very welcoming, um, very helpful, um, and very genuine people at the time. And so, yeah, so I was very grateful that I got stationed with them, especially being a first term, at, like new in the military. I met some good people. I had good supervisors too. So. Nice. Well, that's really good. So proof analysis, was that common that the paralegals did proof analysis at Fort Sam Houston? 
No, so I think the attorney was new and it was kind of just like, <laughs> didn't know what to do with me at the time. And I didn't have access to the drive or anything. So she kind of just sent it through an email, like here, try to try to look at it and try to do it. And so, and I, I don't know if that was honestly my first task, but that's the only thing I remember doing when like a, as an airman basic or when I first got there. Okay. <laughs> and then after that, so you, you started training, but what, what, what were you assigned to? What were you, what was your? I was justice, military justice. So you were doing both 15s and 14s? So there, that's the weird thing. So um, there at Fort Sam at the time, um, it was me. And then uh, we would get an NCOIC every now and then. We would get one and it, it would be there for like a month and get put somewhere else, like taken away from our office. And so there was a couple months there where I had nobody. It was literally just me. And so that justice section, we did 15s, court marshals, demotions, discharges. So we had to handle all of that. Um, so I knew how to do all that. So that's what I was doing. I was doing all that. Awesome. So, so military justice doing, and what was, what kept you the busiest, you would say? Like from, from all those things that you mentioned. I think the busiest was the 15s at one point. Uh, we had a lot of 15s, I remember at one point. I think, I mean, so we weren't like busy, busy, but we were busy for a one airman or a two two airman kind of shop setup that we had. Uh, and so I think at one point there was like eight 15s at a time um, to include, not even including like the two court marshals we had going on and um, our demotions that we were doing and stuff like that. But I think, yeah, I think 15s were, were the most that I was handling. Good. So then, um, did you, shortly after doing military justice, did you do anything else? Did you move to civil law? Was there any, was there a civil law section there? There was. Um, so I did justice for about two and a half years. Um, went down to civil law, did claims. Um, and then I went back to justice for a little bit. And then I went back to claims. Um, but then in between those as well, we we all helped with legal assistance as well. And then being in claims, you're kind of like the legal assistance right hand. Um, so you're doing both claims and legal assistance when needed. Um, Sports Sam is very legal assistance heavy. So kind of civil law and the legal assistance for legal were kind of both helping legal assistance. And then also I was doing claims at the time too. Okay, all right, so full spectrum. Yes. <laughs> What was your favorite thing to do at the uh, at the legal office? Then, if you had to say, okay, just I just want to do this, right? <laughs> um, that's a good question. So, I want to say maybe justice because I like to see the evidence and I like to give my two cents. So, I like to review all the evidence and stuff. So, I want to say that was my favorite, but I do also like the legal assistance aspect because it's a much slower pace, um, but you get interaction with some people and some people are like so super nice, some of the retirees and then some are just like mean. Um, but I, I like I like interaction with other people, so. But I mean, I'd say justice for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's my, that's my answer. <laughs> if I just say, hey, just do this one thing and that's it. Just give me article 15, I'll do the one. 
So, but it seems like you did outstanding work there at Phoenix and Houston, right? You were, um, I think, you were recognized there um, consecutive, consecutively by your office, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, in 2017 you were the, I think, the NAF um, outstanding paralegal of the year, and then in 2018 you were the Air Force. Outstanding paralegal airman of the year. So you know, definitely the impact you were, you were making a big impact there at Fort Sam Houston and doing amazing work and, and, and your leadership definitely noticed and the Air Force noticed. Right? <laughs> you recognize you um, and, and that's big time. You know, that's definitely um, a good, yeah. Outstanding accomplishment and impressive accomplishment as well. Something you should be proud of for sure. Me too. Um, so you made staff sergeant, I believe, in 2019. Is that correct? Yes. And then you go to ALS, Airman Leadership School. What did you think of <laughs> Airman? And I have, you know, as a, as a previous ALS instructor, I always have to ask the question. So what did you think <laughs> about ALS? We were the first. Um, class to go during COVID. So oh. I, I literally just went in June. Um, so we were the first COVID class and it was in person. Um, there was only eight of us in our flight and um, there was only five flights. So it was like the whole class was cut in half. Um, and then we couldn't do much as a class. We went on a hike. Um, but that was it. And so we couldn't do much as a class. Um, and then we had to wear the mask outside of our classroom. Uh, but we were considered safe in, in our class uh, without wearing a mask, but still maintain the six feet. Um, so yeah, I was a flight leader. Um, but it was it was kind of weird just being a flight leader for eight of us, including myself. So, <laughs> um, so seven of you essentially. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and then we were very, we were a, a kind of a quiet class. We were all kind of the same. We would just keep to ourselves. So the instructors would like kind of have to make us talk sometimes. Um, but then towards the end, we started all like talking more because we were all becoming friends. And so we started talking a lot more. But in the beginning, it was, it was kind of a struggle to get people to talk. Yeah, that's... Um typically how it goes right like to me like every class had the same characters in it, right? <laughs> yeah so we have one class in the next class the next class well the next flight it essentially have the same characters where you have at least one person who's the loud mouth right someone who just loves to talk um, and it's just the one who's going to continue to talk with no one else is just willing to then you have the person who just never wants to talk right and you always have to kind of as the instructor call them out so they can start talking um <laughs> it just seemed like you, you, know, you have the goofy person you always have one of those characters um in class but what did you think about the discussions and the conversations that you had as far as peermanship and things like that so i i definitely learned a lot um I learned a lot when it came to being a supervisor and just being a leader like stuff i wasn't even aware of um and then we talked about a lot of things especially with everything going on um all the rallies and stuff so we talked a lot about that and it was 
it was interesting to hear everyone's different perspectives and like from my perspective I was like oh that makes sense like now I get it you know like it's just it was interesting to hear everyone else's perspective and then kind of like not changing yours but kind of understanding more be more receptive more open and I think that's something that ALS did teach me too is um being more open and receptive to your airmen and it definitely taught me a lot <laughs> yeah I thought it was very helpful to be honest no, I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of ALS for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I promoted. <laughs> I, I like to see people's per- perspectives, and yours is uh, is definitely uh, it's different. Because with COVID nineteen and everything like that, I would imagine because I think Adina is still doing, um, and I think here too at Whiteman, they're still doing uh, virtual. ALS. So they're not even showing up to campus. Yeah, I heard that was the option. Um, but then um, I believe our commander was like, no, it should be in person if we can make this work. And so um, it ended up being in person. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have gained as much as I did virtually then. Yeah. Probably not. Then again, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it in action, so I, I can't really. I can only imagine, but maybe, maybe they make it work somehow. I know they're doing. I think they're. If it's not Zoom, it's something similar to Zoom, where they have the classroom, the interact, the interactions, and everything like that. And they're still required, I would say, to be in Zoom for it. And not the same. So, what motivates you? Like, what, you know. What's essentially, what's your purpose? Like, why do you get out of bed in, in, in the morning? Like, what, what drives you to, to do well? Um, so I think, honestly, just um, watching people as I grew up um, and their downfalls and stuff like that and, and how they are now. I think I'm just like, that's something I can't do. I'm not gonna, I want better for myself and for my daughter and my husband and my family. So I think honestly, that's that's probably just that mindset thing keeps me going. It's like I need to do better um, because I want better. So. Awesome. And so, what is maybe an accomplishment um, that you are you know most proud about? And what is the what is the one thing since you've been a paralegal that you're proudest of? Um, so I, I want to say that the proudest accomplishment that I've done is filling in as an NCOIC um, for two sections, which was justice and civil law um, as an airman. Um, and I'm, I, I'm proud of that because even though it was hard and it wasn't perfect and it wasn't great, but I learned so much because of that. Um, so like for justice, when I was the only paralegal there for a while, I had to do everything. So I had to, but I learned everything, right? I learned how to do all the demotions and the 15s and the courts. And I know now at other bases, I see the different organization that they have to where you, if you do 15s, you only do 15s. And then if you do courts, you only do courts. Where I had a dip of everything. 
And so I'm very grateful for that um, because I learned, I learned so much just being in those two positions, especially as an airman. Great, yeah, and it, it challenged you. It, it challenges you. Um, it did, yes. To try to also, you know, put you outside of your comfort zone. You know, because a lot of times we like to operate in our comfort zone. If we're challenged against that, then we don't like it, right? Because we don't like change. But I think operating outside of our comfort zone, it's really the best way to grow. Yes, sir. So that's good. That's a new experience. That's pretty awesome. Um, and then what potentially a misconception that that could be had about staff sergeant Perez? <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. So I mean, I I really don't know how to answer that one. Um. I can tell you there was one where before I joined. Um, my manager, I worked at Luby's, um, which is a restaurant. It's a cafeteria kind of setting. So my manager was just like, you're going to the military. You're not going to make it. You won't get past basic. I guess, uh, I don't know why he would say that. I mean, maybe because I was like a girly girl. I really don't know. Um, but I'm still in. And so he's like, he sees me and he sees that I'm still in. He sees I'm doing good. And so he's like, like I was wrong. And so um yeah so I guess I don't know maybe something like that is a misconception of me <laughs> but it's like yeah. here I am I'm an, I'm an NCO and, I, and I'm still going so <laughs> yes <laughs> not only did I get past basic but here I am supervising people we're about to be we're in the future supervising people do you supervise anyone now um, so I am, I'm not a supervisor, but I am the acting NCYC of justice right now, um, because our NCYC is at PCC. Um, so I'm not their official supervisor, but for the time being, I feel like I am. So. Okay. All right. Awesome. That's good. And I'll give you some growth as well for whenever the time comes when you're officially a supervisor and an NCYC. Yes, sir. And what's in store for Sergeant Perez for your future? Where do you see yourself? So I see myself um, in a couple of years, hopefully going to nursing school. Um, I am currently doing CLEPS um, and working on my pre-nursing degree. Um, and then I want to apply for nursing school. Um, the plan was to do the try to do the NECP program, which is the nurse um, in the state commissioning program. Um, but so it's still a thought. Um, that was originally the plan, but I had my daughter and this perspectives change and stuff like that. But for now, I, I for sure am going towards my nursing degree. I want to be. Um, a pediatric nurse. I love kids and love working with kids. Um, so that is my number one goal. And then my number two goal would, would most likely be the NECP program. Um, so I'm going to throw one more question at you that wasn't a planned <laughs> question. Um, just to see what type of advice you would give to to new airmen that, that come brand new into the career field? Like, what do you think are the things that they need to do if they want to succeed? 
Sure. Um, I would say don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, definitely don't be afraid. Um, and then also give it your all because in this job, you need to actually try to do good. Like you can't just have it because um, then you're not going to, you're not going to do it. You're not going to get far in this career field. You need to really try. You need to succeed. Um, but you also need that help. I needed help from day one um, when it comes to every, every little task. It, it's just when you when you get help and you get that oversight you'll see how many things you really miss um when it comes to having that oversight and so i think that's the advice i can give is don't be afraid to ask for help um ever no matter what your rank is no matter the relationship i think you're gonna need help at some point um so that's that's what i would say okay great no absolutely you have to try and ask for help um it's definitely good, especially if you're stuck somewhere, then just stay idle, right? Like, definitely step outside. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, uh, that's all the questions that I have. Um, but I definitely want to thank you for you know, taking the time and, and, and doing this, right? Because I, I definitely enjoy talking to our, talking to our high performers, the people that are motivated that are constantly moving, you know, moving forward and, 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 you know, just passionate about what they do or at least where they're going, right? Um, and just want to put the best foot forward every single day. Um, that definitely fires me up. And I'm hoping that the people that listen, you know, listen to the podcast uh, can also, you know, take, take away and also enjoy and listening to the background from not only one of our high performers, but someone who's definitely constantly trying to do better. Um, and make our Air Force and our career a better place. Yes, sir. Thank you for um, giving me this opportunity to talk to you. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have a message for everyone else. I, you know, if you're killing it out there in the career field, I'm definitely going to make a phone call and you'll probably hear from me here soon. That's how I reached out to Sergeant Perez. And she was willing to, to, to participate in the in the podcast, so that's pretty cool. But definitely, yeah. So uh, over there, it's still what it's uh, two fifty, is it? One fifty. One fifty. All right. So it's about a five hour difference from from where I am, and you still got uh, a lot in the day that's left. So yes, sir. <laughs> I hope I hope you have a great day, and thank you once again. Thank you, sir. You too.